This is the Confused Mother podcast and I am your host Gitanjali More. The holidays can be a very stressful time for parents. Children get too many sweets, you feel pressured to buy lots of expensive things, cook fancy food, and then the fights begin. It gets even more difficult if you have another job in addition to managing all of this. Today I've invited Sarah Rodolfi for a chat about all of these things and more. Sarah is 36 years old, has two children and lives in Berlin. But she was born in Vienna in Austria and moved around a lot as a child. So it was natural that she thought of developing her career as a diplomat. And she's been working on a very interesting project for mothers and parents who are extremely busy. We're going to hear more about that in the course of this interview. Welcome Sarah and thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to our discussion and our meeting. Uh Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. How many kids do you have? What do you do? I'm a diplomat, but I'm at the moment not working as one. I'm building my own uh, business and I have two kids, 7 and 2 years old. Okay. So, um Let's talk a little bit about uh, what I said in the introduction that you said you moved around a lot at a, as a child. So, how did that feel for you back then? And how has it affected the way you live your life as a parent now? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my parents met each other uh, during their studies in Vienna. Both were originally not from Vienna. My father is uh, from northern Italy and my mother from Bavaria. and they met in vienna they stayed there for a few years i was born there and then when i was 5 years old they decided to move to northern italy and of course they took me with them <laughs> and uh for me it uh, felt horrible i can only say horrible um i think kids uh, experience such things differently for some it's more exciting and they um maybe identify more within their close family but for me i'm a very social person i've always had very strong relationships with my friends mm-hmm. i came into uh, in in i went to kita from one year old um uh, very progressive in those days mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. of course i was very involved in my um my kita my friends and suddenly all of changed and um because i identified very much with my um yeah surroundings once those surroundings were cut uh, i felt very um not very, not not even isolated but not stable anymore Mm, okay. I'm very shaken, and um, this is one of the reasons why I'm currently not working as a diplomat anymore. Because okay. of course, as a diplomat, you move, um, you move a lot, you travel a lot, and for me as an adult, I really liked the experience. I chose to be a diplomat because I got uh, used um, to traveling to. experience other cultures to learn other languages um i really enjoyed that and mm-hmm. i um my husband was even very willing to be a mit ausreisender partner so co-traveling 
um, husband or partner and was really looking forward to assuming the, that role of uh, lying next to the swimming pool, reading a book. <laughs> oh, that sounds ideal. <laughs> But then uh, as our son um, got older, when he was almost one year old, um, we we really had to decide, like, do we want to to move in the summer? Um, in the German Ministry of Foreign Affairs, we always move in the summer. <laughs> Um, so do mm -hmm. we really okay. want to do that or uh, or not? And um, I saw in him a lot of the um, traits that I have. Uh, he's very social. He orients mm -hmm. himself very much in his surroundings. And he, um, I had the feeling that it would be um, destabling for him as it was for me as a kid. So, mm -hmm. so we decided to, to tell the ministry, no, we, we will not um, go to wherever you wanted to send us. Um, okay. We will stay in Berlin. And I mean, I was just thinking about uh, what you said that uh, your partner has to be also willing to do all of this, right? To agree to a life of uh, a kind of like a nomadic life, to move around a lot and then also take on the responsibility of raising the family accordingly. And I think that if your partner can work from anywhere, then it's possible. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not easy. So how has this affected you as a parent like this decision uh, and also yourself you know how this decision to stay in one place now um, how has it impacted your children do they know anything about it and uh, how do you feel about it because you said that you chose uh, this line of work because that's the kind of person you are right uh, and now suddenly you have to go against all of that so how, do, um, how does it make you feel actually i think it's it's a very good decision uh, for us and also for me um before berlin i stayed for four years in moscow uh, which was very um, mm -hmm. um adventurous <laughs> but also <laughs> i'm, I'm sure um, also um a bit hard because not every city is um, a city that you really want to live in and With the, um, mm -hmm. the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, you have to uh, give them at least 15 countries where you would be willing to go next. And of course, you don't really want to live in any uh, in every of these um, 15 countries. So um, more often than not, it's it's a compromise. And uh, Berlin for me is mm -hmm. not a compromise. I really love Berlin. Um, it has its, of course, um, also downsides. <laughs> like what? I would be curious to know what are the downsides. Um, I hate the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone oh, hates the traffic yeah. here. Even if you don't own a car, you hate the traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, like I've lived in Moscow for four years. That's just a uh, whole other level of noise and traffic but back then I didn't have a family mm -hmm. and I think uh, once you have kids you are more aware of your um, of like dangers for your kids but also for me I have just much more noise that is like um, constant mama 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay yeah, yeah. So, that's a that's a second audio yes. uh, input <laughs> yeah audio input and also you have to be aware of like are they killing themselves is something dangerous coming i'm just hyper all the time and with this hyper awareness of course you're much more aware of um, traffic noises and 
And you live in the city, right? You don't live in the outskirts. I live directly in the city. In the city, yeah. I think that that's, uh, we also live like at uh, very close to a traffic light. And so there's always ambulances and police cars Mm -hmm. and so on going around. And I think that when we go uh, to visit family in other places that are not in Berlin, that's when you realize how stressful Mm -hmm. the noise really is once it's gone. And you think, oh, my God, it can actually be this quiet and this peaceful. Yeah, I can actually <laughs> hear the wind and the leaves or I can actually hear the birds. You mm, yeah. in and um, yes, and it's just very stressful. So that's for me the, the stressful thing about living in Berlin. But it has a lot of upsides, a lot. Um, Definitely. What do you like the most about living here? My kids have kind of their village in this um, big city. Um, we have our friends and even some family living close by. Mm. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there's such a big support, right? To have this, like, like you said, the village, the community. Yes, and they know their surroundings. Um, most often we stay in just our part of Berlin. <laughs> As you do in a big city. <laughs> Which is a bit boring for us parents, but for the kids it's great. They know their ways um, around. They know their is mm. which playground um uh, my son even uh, can walk to school by himself now he's seven years old mm-hmm. and um these are such big advantages i think kids that grow up like this they grow up very safe and secure yeah and also like feeling yeah like you said feeling secure in the area because they f- everything is familiar and uh, they're not subjected to so many shocks um Uh, one after the other right so mm -hmm. yeah um sarah i want to also ask you about your life as a working mother so recently especially i've been seeing a lot on linkedin people writing about their experiences as working parents getting criticized at the workplace getting criticized by society for working and uh you know they get uh, to hear things like oh my god i can't believe you left your child and you're going back to work, who's going to take care of them, things like that. And um, you said that you also have been working. And I want to know if you have faced any of these experiences. Has anyone said something to you? Uh, Or do you feel on your own, a certain amount of guilt for doing one or the other? Uh, Interestingly, um, I grew up with a working mother. So I have never internalized those um, rules that women or mothers should not work. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm in a lucky position that I often don't even, um, I'm not that sensitive. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) About about remarks or um, maybe like an eye roll or whatever that may be happening. I don't even see those. I don't even um I don't even register um, them register yeah. them yeah and um years ago when I uh, went back to work after having my first child uh, I remember one day uh, being late in a, like a department's meeting mm-hmm. and like, everyone was there and um the thing was that my my son couldn't go to um, kindergarten to kita because um, suddenly all the erzieherinnen, um, all the um, mm-hmm. teachers um, were sick. Oh. Uh, no one could um, notify mm-hmm. us. 
well, I had to bring my son there and then bring him back home <laughs> to his father. <laughs> and uh, I came back to to this meet. I, I I was late for this meeting, and I remember the head of department um, telling him like, "I'm sorry, um, my my son couldn't go to to Kita," and I remember him asking me, "Well, where is your son now?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> and uh, he is with his father, yeah. of course. And back then, I didn't even uh, register that. Like, but um, only now, years later, I I, I see um, that maybe for the other parents in this, or especially mothers in this setting, um, it was very refreshing, probably. Mm -hmm. Also to, unusual, I think. Yes, yeah. and to have a young woman um, like being just very like what is the problem here he's with his father i don't even i didn't even understand the question <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good thing that for you it felt so normal that you have such a good uh, partner who does ex like exactly his share of parenting as well and that it's not an exception or something totally out of the blue so that's mm -hmm. really good for you yes mm -hmm. yes it is it is at the same time, I have this very strong sense of um, fairness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I would say every time my partner didn't do his like his share, and of course, sometimes it's 50%, sometimes it's 40 sometimes mm -hmm. it's 60 it's like never 50 Exactly. It, it, yeah, it changes. Um, but uh, whenever I felt like something is out of balance here, uh, I felt it's very unfair. Mm -hmm. And I would tell him, like, I would be really like a, I don't know, like a child whose sense of <laughs> is violated. Right. I understand that because I feel the same way. There are times when I feel mm -hmm. like I have done uh, a lot more of something, mm -hmm. not not overall, but of one particular thing. And then I'll say, mm -hmm. well, maybe you could do it today. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I do something else. <laughs> yeah. But it's really, as you say, and I think that is such an important message, is that parenting should be equal but that does not necessarily mean 50 50 all the time um, there are some days where you give 80 percent and your partner can only give 20 percent now let's say for example your partner is ill or you are ill then all the responsibility falls on the other person so that's also fine if it comes back to the balance after a while and um I think that's just how that's just how life works. And I wanted to know your opinion on this, because like this now we spoke about within the relationship. But uh, do you also agree that this happens when you're looking at your life between work and family, that it's never 50 50 when you talk about things like work life balance? That's a difficult question, because you asked me about mom guilt and uh, usually like I don't have it in the in the sense that um, we usually talk about. Like I uh, I'm away and I have mom guilt, or I work and so I have mom guilt. This I do not have. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> when I um, when I experience guilt about something, then I usually I I just don't do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that moms should be guilty for like in a lot of cases. So I don't uh, don't sacrifice a lot of things to not feel mom guilt. I do feel mom guilt is when I'm not in um, in connection with my kids. Mm -hmm. So if I feel I haven't spent enough time yeah. with my um, elder child, for example, older child, 
because um, he just mm -hmm. had his younger brother and um, and I know and I see and I feel yeah. that this is not fair and um, I'm not spending enough time with him and I lose the connection to him even maybe just to some extent then I feel this mom guilt I completely understand that and how do you deal with it then and then I try to balance things again and that's then now we come back to your um, your question about how is uh, work and life uh, in balance and I would say um, that I always try to prioritize my kids mm -hmm. of course that doesn't mean spending time with them 24 7 <laughs> of course of course not um because um i'm also um a person with her own life definitely <laughs> and, yes and my kids are their persons with their own mm -hmm. life <laughs> yes um but i'm trying to spend uh really quality time and also time time mm -hmm. <laughs> with them every day <laughs> Yes. Yeah, this happened to me recently. I had one week where I had a lot of meetings and I had a lot of things to get done. And somehow my husband was doing everything. He was getting our daughter dressed. He was taking her to the Kita, picking her up, spending time with her, uh, sitting with her while she ate. And I was just not there. And towards the end of the week, I felt like I also genuinely missed her. I said, oh my mm -hmm. God, I have not seen this girl in so long. I need to, I need to fix this. And so I spent the whole weekend with her and it was just great. We had so much fun. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, if I think the, the, the message here is that you have to just check yourself, make sure that uh, you are listening to yourself as well, right? And then take action accordingly. Yes, and um, if you're if you sense that something is not in balance, um, if it's the kids, spend more time with them. <laughs> yeah, if it's the work, uh, sacrifice your evenings. <laughs> Don't watch that Netflix show. <laughs> to get some work done. <laughs> that like you've said some really really important things. So I I really appreciate that. Uh, there's also when we're talking about mom guilt and we connect it to now it's December today is also Nikolaus tag and you know everybody is like the kids are getting presents Christmas is coming up when it comes to things like buying gifts or spending time or preparing I don't know like getting a Christmas tree decorating the house and so many things um, a lot of the times we can't do everything right and uh, some things fall behind or they get completely left out and you just have to say I'm not doing that this time around um, how do you deal with it um, I try to first delegate excellent <laughs> excellent <laughs> and second, uh, just uh, don't try to get it all done in uh, in the like in the week before Christmas or maybe the even day before Christmas like, uh, you have a lot of time if you use it mm -hmm. uh, wisely and early enough. <laughs> so try to um, yeah. buy your Christmas presents yeah. uh, like basically a whole year long. Whenever you find something that you know your kid would like, would enjoy, or your kid tells you what um, it wants, <laughs> get it now. <laughs> and, 
and then um, you basically so have true. all the yeah. presents. You know, that could also back backfire because um, last Christmas I realized I had just way too many presents, but I benefited from this um, this year <laughs> because ah, I perfect. bought a single present. <laughs> I had enough of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the way we are doing it this year, I can tell you, so obviously all the grandparents want to know what they can gift our daughter. And uh, we've given them some ideas for games and whatever else. And then um, we are going to give her something really small because in the larger scheme of things, she's getting a lot of presents and they don't have to be from us. Um, so that's why we said, okay, let the grandparents gift because for them it's more important. And from us, she will get something small. So, I mean, okay, my daughter's still very little. Uh, I don't know what it's like when they get older. I guess it gets a bit more complicated and uh, more expensive. But um, how do you, because you mentioned, you know, if you plan it properly and so on, um, can you, do you have some tips for our listeners out there? People who are juggling kids, family visits, full-time jobs, and they also want to do all of these things for Christmas. But I think my first tip is to, um, yeah, try not to do it all at once. So, for example, on the first um, Advents uh, weekend, <laughs> we always um, already prepare the tree. Okay. We, yes. That's so really we, early. <laughs> yeah. But our tree is already standing, it's already decorated, and we already enjoy it. It's so much easier to really enjoy the mood and the, the festive season uh, when you have already decorated. It's also it's also for you. That's and true. honestly, like who really mm -hmm. enjoys seeing all the Christmas decorations after Christmas? I not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think there's like like Advent in Germany, for example, is a really, really good build up to Christmas. And I think everyone is just so exhausted by the year uh, that Christmas is a time where you're excited and have something to look forward to, which is why there's there's um, such a big build up. I mean, I had to laugh the last few years. You see Christmas sweets in the supermarkets right from September, <laughs> from like mid or end <laughs> September. <laughs> but my yeah. husband forbid me but he was like listen we're not buying christmas sweets till at least the first of december i honestly don't understand why the supermarkets are putting all out all these christmas treats um in september because every person i know does uh, like no one buys that in september no one buys it before um uh, yeah exactly december. exactly so why are you doing this i i don't know but um you know like um there would be my, my second um, advice is um, on the on the um, second Advents weekend we for example we um, we bake <laughs> the the Christmas cookies and my advice is especially with children um, just bake one or two kinds <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, bake them one day and decorate them the next day don't do it all oh. at once not with the kids and also like more than these two kinds of cookies don't do it ask your your family's in law your mother-in-law your father-in-law mm -hmm. father to to bake them and send them to you they, <laughs> they have time they enjoy doing it they enjoy sending the kids something some treats and uh, then you have um, a, var a variety of cookies and you don't have to spend the time and if you really enjoy baking cookies 
do it without the kids. You know, invite mm-hmm. some friends for a glass of wine or glühwein and um, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great tip to to try and do it without the kids, but with friends. So it also becomes uh, something that you want to do and not yeah. something that you want to do because you have kids. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, like asking parents and grandparents, it's difficult uh, because like for especially for people like me, whose grandparents or whose parents don't live here. Mm-hmm. My parents live in India, so it's not possible. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a decision you have to take either you bake like one or two simple cookies with uh with the kids and then you buy the rest of it yeah Mm. Yeah. my my law lives in Bavaria so of course that's not um that's not Indian so uh, (laughs) that's a lot easier (laughs) it's easy yeah anything else yeah the the presents for example like not just the buying the presents but also wrapping the presents um uh, in in Germany, it's traditional. I think uh, for a lot of your listeners, it's more the the American way of Christmas that you um, you open the presents uh, Christmas morning, um, so mm-hmm. morning twenty fifth of December. In Germany, it's traditionally um, everything is done on twenty fourth of December, like every, right um, mm-hmm. setting up the the tree, um, decorating the tree, um, yeah wrapping all the presents uh, unwrapping the presents it's it's horrible it's just too much (laughs) yeah so um we um decided to do the american (laughs) way (laughs) it's open the presents uh, in the morning of 25th and so okay and i once the kids are in bed on uh, december 24th we just Mm -hmm. um, open a bottle of wine we drink uh um yeah we drink a glass of wine we talk about no and we wrap presents together okay (laughs) i don't even i don't want to do it myself it's a lot of work (laughs) yeah yeah that's true (laughs) yeah but you know my uh, mother-in-law what she did last year she didn't even wrap the presents anymore she said we're going to do the more environmentally friendly version of this and she brought like a blanket cover Mm -hmm. which was her sack Mm -hmm. and all the presents were in there Mm -hmm. without any wrapping Mm-hmm. And then she just pulled out one present after the other and the grandkids got them, which is also it. quite a cool idea. Yes, but I, I do it a little bit differently. I have a lot of um, smaller um, bags. So I have mm-hmm. sizes. And so whatever the present is, I have one um, linen bag that this present fits into. And in okay. the beginning, it's um, kind of uh, investment, <laughs> but uh, it saves you so much time and hustle and they can also be used for birthday presents and right it's mm-hmm. done in like no time i can assure you it's like in five <laughs> minutes you're done and you have more time to enjoy the wine <laughs> oh that's perfect <laughs> enjoying wine is always a good idea yeah. <laughs> but now i want to talk to you about this super exciting project that you've been working on so you said you stopped working as a diplomat uh, can you tell us about that and tell us about what you've been working on instead Yes, when my my son was two years old, I um, I was already back uh, to work for I've been already back um, at work for a year, I think, and I realized that I don't have as much time anymore to um, keep memories of his childhood uh, when I was still um, at home with him in parental leave. I I would write down all the progress he made the um, when when he took his first steps what his first word was um, mm-hmm. at the time then to to do it but back at work um, there was not 
time anymore. And often, mm-hmm. um, when you're not with your child at home so much anymore, uh, anymore as in the, this first year, usually with an older child, you're at a playground. You're going shopping or just on a walk. Um, and then something happens, your child says something funny or um, something that whatever you want to, to keep a memory of. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it at once, you just forget it. Um, and that's true. Yes. And I realized at back at home, I, I would still know that something funny happened, but I wouldn't know anymore what it was. Like I, there was something funny. He he probably said something. What, what was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I um, thought there, there must be something, some better way to do it, not wait for a pen and paper at home. And um, I thought it would be nice to have a kind of app where you could um, keep all these precious memories uh, in an orderly way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, maybe even uh, automatically get it, um, yeah, get them. Um, uh, designed as a book and uh, I looked for such a product I couldn't find it and um, and I couldn't forget about this idea mm-hmm. I thought it's uh, I cannot um, believe that something that every parent needs and uh, a lot of parents want that this does not exist and so I decided to start this business and it's mm-hmm. memoir um, it's an app where parents can keep all these precious milestones and anecdotes and um, also def- um, add the photos um, mm-hmm. every week and not have thousands of photos to go through at the end of the year. So step by step, uh, you build your child's um, um, memory book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that sounds really nice. Yes, mm-hmm. and also we um, support parents with weekly questions. And uh, it's not as uh, the same as in the books that you, you buy this, um, in, in the bookstores. They also have questions, um, but often they don't really fit your family. Just mm-hmm. to say, for example... Um, it's not just mother, father, child, family, but um, maybe two mothers and a child, mm-hmm. and maybe all sorts of family. Up. Yes, all sorts mother. of family setups. Yes. Mm-hmm. And our um, questions are personalized, and they can really fit the family. And so, oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Building the memories, yes. And at the end, of it can be automatically, or like our algorithm automatically designs a book of all the. That's great. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And um, can you already buy this app or download the app? You can already download the app. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's free. And uh, I I can just really recommend it to, to all your listeners, um, of course, because like it's it's my app, but also because um, <laughs> Van um, has a birthday in January, so his book is almost finished by now. And oh, that's nice. so much fun, like going through this book, scrolling through it alone or with your child and looking at all the memories. And mm-hmm. it's done in a really beautifully beautiful way. Um, it's very aesthetic, aesthetically <laughs> done. <I think. laughs> 
And um, yes, and I really already look forward to this moment where I can just push this button print and everything is done without any work from my side. I'm already looking forward to it. Oh, that sounds like the perfect uh, solution for people who are extremely busy. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Christmas presents. So is this book also like is this photo book an option to gift like grandparents or is it only for you? Interesting, um, interesting question, because, of course, it would be a, a perfect gift. The question is just, will it be ready in time for Christmas? Because uh, we decided to not go year by year, um, mm -hmm. year by calendar year, but um, life of your child year by year. Okay. So um, not every child's birthday is in November, so you can have it done in December uh, and gift it to the grandparents. But we want to add next year um, the, um, that you can also just not from one book, because maybe you have more kids than one, mm -hmm. but from yeah. all the books that you made uh, in the last calendar year, uh, create a photo book of all these um, photos and also anecdotes. So this oh, nice. thing that mm -hmm. we, add, we will add next year. For this year, I would suggest it's more the other way around, that grandparents mm -hmm. can gift this um, to the kids. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> if they um, gift a book or a package of three or five, then maybe there will be even a book for them at the end. Um, something really valuable that they can give their grandchildren without any more like plastic toys. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so um, it yeah. also helped um, their parents like in a financial way, of course. And they will also benefit um, also during this year that the family will build a book because we have a feed where um, parents can invite, for example, grandparents to the book, grandchildren. And grandparents will get all the latest anecdotes and photos automatically in their feed. Uh, oh, so it becomes like a nice family project as yes, well. Yes, it's yeah. a family project and it also relieves, again, the parents of um, work. Of work. Oh, that's and great. <laughs> you don't have to rem remember um, sending grandmother photos anymore. She will have them. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> great. Sarah, thank you so much for all of these amazing insights that you've given us. And also this work that you've uh, started sounds really exciting. I'm curious to see where it goes. My last question to you is, I mean, you've already said so many amazing things that are helpful to our listeners, but if there's one piece of advice you have for the confused mothers that are listening in, what would it be? Be kind to yourself. Give yourself time. Not time mm -hmm. to figure it out. Not only time to figure it out, but real time for yourself to um, do something that is good for you. Maybe yoga, mm -hmm. maybe meeting friends, maybe both. Calm <laughs> um, yourself, ground yourself. Um, you're important <laughs> as well and once you are feeling all right and like yourself again um, you will figure everything out that's great you are important as well that's an amazing message for all the confused mothers out there thank you sarah so much for being with us today if you liked this interview why not subscribe to my channel Share the story with anyone you think might be interested in it. To support my work, you can do so for just the price of a coffee. You can find the information in the show notes. Thank you.